0: Personalised experiences already feel a bit like the future. Our technology understands us, knows what we want and when. Yesterday it adjusted my side mirrors, tomorrow it might drive my car, knows what music I like or what movies I probably want to watch, today and into the future. And now, more than ever, our favourite brands are embracing personalised tech, connecting with us one-on-one. From Facebook, this is Face to Face, unearthing ideas that thrive in a connected world. I'm Jules Land, and this episode has been Personalised to You. Later, I'll chat to Jason Juma-Ross, Facebook's resident futurist, about what opportunities personalisation will provide marketers in the future. But first, meet Susie Shaw, Managing Director of We Are Social. Her team curates shareable, original content and experiences for some major companies, including Netflix.
1: Entertainment brands have become more and more important in our lives. Going back ten years ago, the biggest brands were probably soft drinks and fast food brands, whereas now a Netflix or Hulu or whatever, they're the big brands both in our lives and our economies. You know, they've really changed the game.
0: Susie says to connect with customers on their level, your brand needs to have a personality.
1: They're entertaining, they're engaging, they've you know, got some good practices, like talking back to their audience. They seem to know, I think because they're inherently entertaining businesses, how to engage and entertain an audience.
0: As consumers, our loyalty to a brand relies on a strong personal connection. Like in real life, there's people you click with and people you don't. And the same is true in marketing.
1: Brands need to try to develop a distinctive tone and have an understanding of what's the playground where they should be talking and playing in order that they are distinctive. And it takes time, and I think there is a risk that they all become the same if they're not true and distinctive and authentic.
0: The danger is the public face of every brand can start to sound like that generic, relatable friend. They're playful, but smart, cynical, but warm. They could be talking to anyone, and really, so could we. The right tone doesn't always mean being edgy or hilarious. It needs to make sense to the people who matter most to your business. Serena Leith is the Director of Marketing at Spotify, the world's largest music streaming service that aims to serve up the right content at the right time, anywhere you are, like if you're working out or going on a road trip or reliving the 90s.
2: Our personality is playful, it is open, it is engaging, also our creators, but also the brand itself, so it's actually a real combination of not just reflecting our users, it's actually quite core to who
0: we are as a brand. Every business has data, whether it's a simple email address or uncovered by a cross-platform cookie tracking a user's journey. Entertainment brands use that information to help you find content you'll enjoy, giving you the best possible experience. But data itself is not a strategy. It's all about what you do with it.
2: It's amazing. We have so many billions of points of data to choose from and actually what we find is looking at the most played isn't always the most interesting thing. It's the weird, the wonderful, the unexpected where we have the most fun to play, especially in social. And often our users will surface that for us. Playlist names is a classic example. If you just type in something completely obtuse like donuts into Spotify, you will find thousands of playlists around love of donuts, how to eat donuts, why donuts matter, how they're related to hip-hop or a thousand different things. Who would have thought that there's a donut eating moment related to playlists, but there actually is. So our job is to draw out those weird and wonderful things that might be unexpected and create some stories around them. And our users really relate to that because their lives aren't sterile. They are weird and wonderful and unexpected as well what Spotify does is bring a slightly different lens, which is this unexpected what. It's a little bit like stop you in your tracks. And we let our users often dictate that. So we can have communities source that kind of information to
0: us. It works because it's a combined effort. You and Spotify together. You create your own experience. And at the same time, Spotify works to personalise what plays next. How you interact changes the outcome. And not just for you, but for others too. Users approach us all the time and say, hey, I've made this really wonderful playlist,
2: can you talk about this? Also the unexpected communities and genres that are popping up, micro-genres that we've never heard of before that are surfacing just through data points that we can tell stories around. And then we find fun moments that have happened through the year to kind of match against those playlist moments. That's really interesting as well. And often that's, again, served to us rather than us go digging for it. They're just evident. They just pop up
0: in the music and on the platform. You're not just a person with a password. Spotify loves that you're into 80s hip-hop and like to kick back with a little jazz after work. That's part of you. It's what makes you who you are. And it shapes your library, your dashboard and your playlists. Where you live can also change the conversation. We expect brands to understand us as locals and know what's happening in our world. For Susie, working on Netflix means she needs to find ways to bring the huge global brand into the neighbourhood.
1: Politics is a big conversation topic in Australia. I think hashtag God's poll is the number one hashtag. There's an opportunity to have a conversation about that, and that might not be obvious to think, you know, an entertainment brand and politics, but I think because... Netflix has been able to build up a conversational on-the-sofa-with-you-mate kind of relationship with the audience. It is welcome when it goes and makes a slightly subversive comment in the open waters or in the press or whatever about politics. The
0: Netflix team had landed on something Australians really paid attention to.
1: It was the day of the citizenship uprising within Parliament and Barnaby Joyce was ousted and we did a really simple at Barnaby Joyce. Here
0: you're going to have some time off we'll send you some nit flux.
1: (laughs) And that went crazy. It just showed that there is an appetite to be playful and to sort of be the champion of the consumer and demonstrate that you've got aligned values with the audience and you're almost speaking on their behalf. You're saying the thing that they're thinking or you're saying something that they find really amusing Mm. because you understand the culture. You need to demonstrate that you're here, you are culturally relevant, you understand the audience, you care about Australia. You know, it's not just this sort of little outpost that you'll flick Mm -hmm. down some generic content to. And it goes a long way. And I think if you're not relevant, if the audience don't feel that you're speaking to them, they won't engage in the same way.
0: So, January 29, Australia Day long weekend has just ended. It's high 30s from Perth to Brisbane. You can see heat waves coming off the road. We're all getting stuck into icy poles and blow up pools. When Netflix ANZ drops a Facebook post that plays right to the heart of the audience it knows so well. One caption, three words. Fuck, Fuck it's, it's hot. hot. <laughs> Fuck, it's hot. It was hot. <laughs> so, so you're telling me that it's That's a risk. But it pays off because they know their audience will love it. And it is fucking hot, like our thongs are melting to the bitumen, suddenly sitting under the air con with episodes of Orange is the New Black seems pretty bloody good. Because personalisation isn't just about a dashboard with the stuff you like on it, it's also knowing someone gets you.
1: It needs to be implemented in a way that's culturally resonant in whatever market, but they'd seen similar things work in other markets. Within We Are Social we have an editorial team and they operate like a newsroom and so every day they have a newsroom meeting and they'll sit down and say, right, what's happening in the lives of our audience today or this week or this month that we can leverage to make our message more relevant? And at that time it was hot. (laughs) (laughs) The conversation might be with the community, not just with the brand and the consumer. I think brands that really understand community are those that are thriving on social.
0: So we know personalisation can engage communities in ways other experiences can't, and we know showing you're part of the local culture works too. But what if you combine the two and throw in a big name
1: Hollywood star? Netflix had a big blockbuster film with Will Smith and Joel Edgerton and wanted to really develop a campaign that would make a fly in Australia. And one of the things you normally do when you're marketing movies is bring the stars out, do a big junket, and we didn't. Necessarily have access to the stars. So what we did was run a campaign called Calling All Wills, where we recruited Australian Will Smiths to help promote the film on the ground in Australia. Will Smith loved the idea, so he recorded a sort of you know mobile message to to camera saying,
0: hey, "What's up, y'all? All right, so I did this Netflix movie called Bright. They got me on a big."
1: global world tour promoting... Right, Australia, I need your help to promote my new film.
0: Everybody out there
1: named Will Smith. Your name's Will Smith, like, I want to hear from you. And that was one of those moments where we thought, what if no-one enters, you know? But they did, and we got thousands of entries.
0: G'day, Netflix. It is the real Will Smith coming to you from Devonport in Tasmania.
3: uh, Will Smith, Scottish, obviously, by the accent.
0: Wilson Smith, a.k.a. Will
1: Smith, I'm
0: a lover of sports. Movies.
1: Hi,
2: I'm Wilhelmina Smith. Will Smith, Funky Socks.
1: And from there we cast a troupe of Will Smith to help us promote the film. They ended up on the red carpet at the premiere in LA, meeting Will Smith. And actually it was so successful. Will Smith did end up coming down to Australia and meeting all the Will Smith that we gathered.
0: Oh, that's hot, that's hot, that's very hot. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
1: Some rules. Whoa! We got my, my my brothers, my brothers, my other Will Smith. Exactly, What's right. up, man? How you doing? you, thank Will you. Smith. Pleasure,
0: pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Spotify's Wrapped campaign worked the other way around. Instead of taking entertainment to the fans, they let the fans guide the story. They didn't just look at music. Serena and her team sent the conversation wider to uncover what Australians had been thinking about, and found the music to match. What we found
2: is there was a huge desire from our users to see what their snapshot of their year was like, almost like a story or a postcard, a diary entry of what was important to them for that year. So we looked through the data points of all of our users, our individual millions of users and our artists, and then pulled out again the weird, the wonderful, the chestnuts, and then we looked across what was happening in the news, what our users were interested in, what was polarising sometimes as well. So politics is a great, rich environment to play in. Music in and of itself sometimes is political as well. News events, weather events, sport events, a thousand different things that captivated our users through the year. There's always a musical moment tied to that. So we wanted to tell the story that they could then share themselves. And that story is richly and inherently social.
0: Because they understood what's important to their users, as well as a deep understanding of their music tastes, Spotify could take a one-on-one conversation and turn it into a social conversation. So if we
2: create a beautiful piece of creative that they can easily share and tag their friends in, who wouldn't want to share that storytelling about music? And music is inherently um, got a, a braggable element to it, so this sense of I saw this first or heard this first or, you know, I'm in this community, what about you? Or I listen to more music than you did this year. Our artists worked with us to talk about that. In five days, your rapt is coming. So there was great anticipation around this campaign. And then we served it mostly on owned channels to start with, so email and social predominantly, and you could click on the link on your email and dive straight into a microsite that was personalised for you.
0: So your individual data comes up, what songs you listen to, artists and genres you like, moments that were important to you, the weird and the wonderful, the bold and the beautiful. But the Wrapped campaign was successful because it gave users a reason to share and social media loved it. But to make even more noise, they had to go wider. How? By fusing our individual stats with what everyone else was talking about and turning them into outdoor works of art.
2: We had a couple of really big moments that were really relevant to our users. Also our team, actually, and our staff were really passionate about, so things like reversing the tampon tax in Australia was important, so that was something that was on our minds, and I think personally as a team, we're a team full of female marketers at Spotify, we felt quite passionately that we wanted to talk about this. So the day the tampon tax was axed, we thought long and hard about how we could incorporate that into some marketing. Vera Blue's an Australian artist that was also excited about it. So we came up with a line which was... Lady Powers was streamed 2,935 times the day the tampon tax was axed. Bloody awesome. Lady, 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 Lady Powers.
0: Lady, 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 Lady Powers. That became a billboard then more started appearing. Bright colours, bold text, and witty Spotify stats popped up all over Australia. Five Seconds of Summer was streamed over a billion times this year. That's 5,847 years of summer. Ice block?
1: The playlist ScoMo's mixtape is 10 hours and 57 minutes long. Almost the length of an Australian Prime Ministership. Troy Savan's Bloom was streamed 359,521
2: times on the first day of spring. Groundbreaking.
0: Spotify's campaign proves that you need to work fast and take risks. My old
2: boss had a great expression which was do work to get yourself fired. Like if you're not going to push things a little bit then what are you trying to do? I mean, there's always robust conversation on social about things, but what we find is our users speak to each other about that and tend to sort it out in the mosh. We don't tend to need to lean into that. So far, so good. We haven't had too many that we've really worried about, but there's been lots of
1: holding your breath moments where you're not quite sure. You know, Netflix are incredibly brave and nimble and make good decisions quickly. So, Mm. you know, working together with a really good team, it was all made possible. I think that's so important too, isn't it, the speed of it. You've got to be so fast and so real. I think that's right. I mean, one of the things you were talking about I think is really interesting is there's so much data that can be accessed via social and I think people like community managers are so full of insight because they're on the channels all day, every day, and they're seeing things that can be blown up and leveraged and turned into something really smart but it does require everyone to be nimble and focused and actually understand your strategy and be able to say yes that's a good idea and it's on strategy let's do it or no it's not it's a distraction or it's too high risk move on you've got to be so super fluent don't you in yeah everything that's important to the brand yeah. so you can make the quick decision yeah, yeah. i really cognizant of the yeah. context that's right
2: there's always better ideas around the corner
0: Guys, grab a seat. Thank you. Look comfortable there in the big red chair.
3: Well, if anyone knows what's just around the corner, it's Jason Juma-Ross. Jason Juma-Ross. I am head of technology, entertainment and telecommunications at Facebook here in Australia. So Susie and Serena
0: have just talked about how they can personalise campaigns to their audience. I don't suspect you need huge budgets to be able to test and learn, though.
3: That's right, yeah. And of course, with the platforms today, you can prototype something quickly. You can see if anybody watched it. You can see where the drop-off points were. If I was making a TV ad 20 years ago, uh, you you would make the ad and you'd go and do some focus groups and a link test and you'd find out that it didn't work after six weeks. (laughs) Uh, You know, today you can put that ad up on digital channels and you can watch the viewer drop off points overnight. Then you can go back into the studio and readjust your creative. So you can do all of these things much faster and execute in a much more real-time manner.
0: And cheaper. Yeah. How does it impact the marketing content that brands can uncover?
3: I think A lot of marketing today is still designed for a world in which there are captive audiences. So the assumption is is that people are sitting there observing or watching the TV channel or whatever it is. But really, the mobile phone and the remote control before that smashed that paradigm. So people have the choice to be able to interact with that content. So the content has to be better and more engaging every time. How do you
0: do that when it's moving so fast and you have internal processes and your ideas have to be delivered in such new and innovative ways?
3: There are two things and there's only two things that a company should do and that's marketing and innovation. You have to be able to innovate uh, and you have to pair that with your marketing in order to be able to uh, get that customer and make sure you're retaining those customers. So shared experiences have always been available to people in the lounge rooms, right? But but, um, what I think is different is that those shared experiences now can be had with people outside of the lounge rooms. So, you know, you can be having a conversation about content on the screen with your friends in another city, and you can be having interaction around that. As a content producer, you just got to think about what's the context of interaction around that content. And of course, a lot of the great content producers are thinking about that now and are driving communities around their content properties.
0: For brands like Netflix and Spotify, The future is already here. So we're really experimenting with AI and
2: chatbots and thinking about how we can do it as a brand, but how artists can use Spotify and talk directly to fans that way. Interesting. Yeah, so I think that's gonna be an interesting space. So Ariana Grande, hi. Hi. There you go, hi. Um, Hi, gals. So it could be that. It also could be, you know, giving a voice to communities. So whether it's a playlist that represents a genre and it's like, okay, let's a death metal subgroup and let's talk about something that's going on that way. And they can use AI to to kind of formulate who the people they're talking to, what the conversations are, what's happening. And from a global perspective, AI is important because it breaks down that time barrier as well. It can be intuitive without humans.
0: So while the future... We'll be here in no time. Brands need to think about what can be done now. And luckily for you, Susie's got that covered. Here are her top four tips every brand should consider, regardless of scale. Number one.
1: Think about the value that you're adding. Are you just marketing at them or are you actually adding some sort of value? Secondly. Secondly. The community around your brand can be incredibly valuable for you and there's lots of ways that you can build brand on social. And for number three? The life cycle of content's very short. It probably needs to be topical and relevant in the moment. So you've got to move fast, but it's still got to be quality. And finally? The brands that are doing well are investing properly in the content they're creating for social and it's social first. Now that
0: and you're all set.
1: I don't think most brands have kind of cracked that strategy and really understanding the network effect. If you feed the right content to the right community at the right time, how effective that can be.
0: Big thanks to Serena Leith, Director of Marketing at Spotify, Susie Shaw, Managing Director of We Are Social and Jason Juma-Ross, Facebook's Head of Tech, Entertainment and Connectivity. Now make sure you don't miss our next episode. Just press subscribe to stay up to date. It's free. I'm Jules Land and this is Face to Face from Facebook.